This recording is intended to be used as an educational resource for healthcare providers. It is in no way a substitute for the independent decision making and judgment of a qualified healthcare professional. It should not be used to make a diagnosis or to overrule the advice of a qualified healthcare provider, nor should it be used to provide advice for emergency medical treatment. Postoperative Invasive Cardiac Monitoring by Dorothy Becca. Please note that in this video we will be following the guidelines used at Boston Children's Hospital. Some of this information may need to be modified based on the equipment, guidelines, and practices in place in your institution. Hello, my name is Dorothy Becca. I'm a clinical nurse specialist in the Cardiac Intensive Care Unit at the Children's Hospital Boston. Today I will be discussing the pediatric cardiac postoperative patient and important nursing considerations. I will present an overview of general postoperative considerations for the pediatric patient after cardiopulmonary bypass and strategies for managing the patient's care. In this first video, I will be discussing sign out and invasive monitoring. Interdisciplinary sign out. All team members should listen to the interdisciplinary postoperative report. The interdisciplinary team includes the bedside nurse, anesthesiologist, cardiac surgeon, and intensive care unit doctor. It is important that the bedside nurse participates in the sign out report. Another nurse should care for the postoperative patient during this time. Sign-out report should include details of the patient diagnosis and preoperative condition, interoperative report, any medications used, and details of imaging studies such as an echocardiogram. In closing the loop, information is summarized and the postoperative management plan is discussed with the team. The patient's bedside nurse should clarify any information as needed. Assessment and Invasive Monitoring It is crucial to understand the patient's cardiac anatomy, physiology, and circulation in order to anticipate and treat potential postoperative complications. In the first hour after surgery, establish a baseline for the patient and observe vital sign trends. Assess intracardiac and central venous pressure waveforms, blood returns from these catheters, calibrate or zero transducers at the level of the patient's right atrium, and have the doctor assess a chest radiograph to ensure proper placement of catheters and tubes and to evaluate lung fields. Obtain an initial echocardiogram and assess for normal sinus rhythm. Invasive hemodynamic monitoring. Invasive hemodynamic monitoring may include arterial blood pressure and a central venous pressure. Patients may also have intercardiac catheters, including right atrial, left atrial, or pulmonary artery catheters. If these catheters are present, this slide shows the usual pressures and placement in the heart. Normally, 
the left atrial pressure is 1 to 2 millimeters greater than the right atrial pressure. Both right and left atrial postoperative pressures are normally 6 to 8 millimeters mercury greater than the preoperative pressures, but should not be greater than 12 to 14 millimeters mercury. The mean pulmonary artery pressure should be 10 to 20 millimeters mercury. The right atrial catheter provides information about systemic venous return, intravascular volume, and issues related to the right side of the heart. Normally, the saturation in the right atrium is 72 to 75%. Increased right atrial saturations may reflect a high cardiac output state, left to right shunting of blood within the heart, overwhelming sepsis, or that the catheter tip is located in the inferior vena cava near the renal veins. Decreased right atrial saturations may indicate a low cardiac output state or that the tip of the right atrial catheter is located near the coronary sinus. The left atrial catheter is usually placed through the right upper pulmonary vein to the left atrium. The left atrial catheter provides information about the pulmonary venous system, systemic intravascular volume, left ventricular preload, afterload, function, and intracardiac shunting. Normal left atrial saturation is 100%. Decreased left atrial saturation may be due to right to left intracardiac shunting or pulmonary venous desaturation. Pulmonary artery catheter is usually threaded through the right ventricle and up through the pulmonary valve into the main pulmonary artery. The pulmonary artery line provides information about right ventricular function, obstruction in the right ventricular outflow tract, pulmonary vascular reactivity, venous pressure in the lungs, and mean filling pressures on the left side of the heart. Normal pulmonary artery saturation is usually 72 to 75% and should be less than 80%. Decreased pulmonary artery saturation may be from low cardiac output. Increased pulmonary artery saturation may be from a left to right shunt, for example, from a residual ventricular septal defect. That concludes our video on postoperative invasive cardiac monitoring. Thank you. This recording is a production of Open Pediatrics, a free and open access resource for pediatric clinicians worldwide. For more pediatric care materials or to join our global community, please visit our website at openpediatrics.org.